Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of our first season of Data at the Bar. Before we started recording season one, we recorded loads of stuff, and there was a lot of trial and error, and frankly it just was not very good. We had to work out a lot of our sound and learn to articulate, and so in this episode you're going to hear a lot of those issues in play. The sound isn't greatly balanced, so I apologise in advance, but we did have some great discussions, and so in this episode we wanted to showcase a bit of what we came up with, and plus also give you a real flavour of what it is that we're actually trying to achieve here. But sod all of that, judge us thoroughly as you listen to episode 4 of Data at the Bar. So the question is, if you could change jobs for a week, what would you do and why? Austin. He always yeah. had two jobs. So, I mean, he, well, his, 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 everything his world was is wide open. Yep. Uh, yeah, I could literally be anything. I would want to be a pilot for a week. Just go wherever I want to go. Airline, army, um, helicopter, fixed well, no, wing. No, I wouldn't. No, I Air wouldn't. No, I don't want to be a pilot in the military, just like a commercial airline pilot for some airline so I could just travel for a week. Why? I mean, if you're an airline pilot, you're doing the traveling, but you're not doing the fun stuff. I mean, you're fine. I mean, if it's only a week, I could only I could just do one flight and then just stay at that location for a week or six days and then fly back on the seventh day. And that wraps up my week of that job. So I would like to be a so pilot you wanna, so I could go on a So you want your job vacation. to be a vacation? I mean, they get paid pretty well, and I get a free vacation <laughs> out of it. So, well, I mean, vacation. I don't think it's that bad of an. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad of an answer. Um, I think you've it, I think you've sold yourself short there. I'll be honest. I think because well, no, the reason being, basically, you've just got on a plane and gone on holiday and thought, and I get oh, paid okay, for come it. Back now, isn't that like but everybody's dream? If you have dream? PTO, you get paid for it anyway. But with PTO, I have to pay for my own vacation. Like, I have to pay for no, my flight. No, you have flight. to pay for the flight. <laughs> if you go away for a week, um, you're still paying for the hotels. <laughs> not if you're a pilot. You get all those sorts of perks. Okay, sorry. Do you want me to be, like, a plumber for a week or a firefighter? Like, I thought no. airline pilot was pretty cool, but sorry for <laughs> having a it's bad just, response. I don't know. What, what's wrong with being a pilot? That's what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with being a pilot, Jeff, but he doesn't want to be a pilot. He wants to sit on autopilot and then sit on the beach for a week and then come back. That's called a vacation. That's not being a pilot. Yeah, I mean, being a pilot, I would be like, I want to fly every single minute of every single day, you know, other than sleeping. I want G-Force to make my eyeballs explode. I want to go that fast, you know. Yeah, like to me, let's go fly a a flight with the Blue Angels for a week, you know, come on. I want to go on a hell air balloon for a week. That's not really a job. Travel over the ocean and try not to die. That's a... So sorry I wanted to be relaxed on a vacation. Kill me. Sounds like Austin just needs a vacation. <laughs> go on holiday. Just, this is foreshadowing, uh, yeah. Yeah, just just go visit Jeff in Florida and have fun. Uh, Jim, do you have an answer? If you could, I uh, do. Yeah. I would change jobs for one week and be a head of college of the uh, data section. So I'd be the chair of the data. And I would actually put in place real-world learning that would hold through and actually help the new 
individuals that are coming into the data world to actually understand what the real world is like, or at least have some training in there set up so that it would continue while I left, when I left. So therefore, I would actually have a legacy once I left. And the data world would be better off. So you would use your one beak off for good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. To be good. Yep. Okay. Jeff. The pilot idea is not a bad idea, but I would want to specifically say I want to fly, you know, like F-22s or F-35s the entire week, or maybe fly the SR-71, you know, for the entire week every day or something like that. Um, anyways, that would be fun to do. I mean, my next probably thing, if I could do anything besides flying nonstop, would probably be, you know, racing a Formula One race. Ooh, that's more like uh, it. Because I really like, I like racing and I've, I've done it. I've done road racing, autocross, drag strip for years. Um, my current car I do road racing with. I would love to drive a Formula One car and race Formula, Formula One. That would be pretty sweet. Nice. I was probably thinking of this from a perspective of a little more mystique than everyone else. I think I'd want to be a flying horse for a week. I think that'd be amazing. Big old wings. <laughs> Just Pegasus me up. Maybe combine me with a, a unicorn. Oh, you could be a jetpack prototype uh, flight person. They have Jeff, those, you know. would I be a horse? No, but again, you said a job. So what would you be your job? You know, what would be your most mystical creature that you would be for... Inspiring children. <laughs> Being a scary flying unicorn? You're scaring the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you may scare them a bit. That's not the point. I guess if I could genuinely... If I could... If I could pick a week of doing something else, I think it would probably be something to do with forestry. I don't know, just, uh, you know, understanding ecology and ecosystems and helping out the wildlife. Oh, there's a... So you become a forest ranger for Kinda, a Kind of, yeah. I think that but stuff's being, fascinating. Just like being a uh, pilot was a dumb idea. But see, you could retire and become a forest ranger. Oh, but I'm thinking more the... Um, you know, oh look, there's there's Bambi. Oh, poor Bambi's dad has been shot, or mum, or something. I haven't actually watched it. I'm gonna go patch him up and revive him, then give him wings, put on a horn, and fly away. And that's my week. I'd See, that's that's tough because you can't say anything bad to that because you're like, I want to help save the planet and the animals, and like, what are we gonna do? Make fun of you for that? Like, well, sorry for being wait, a good wait, human. No, 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 that, that, no. Sorry, Austin. Sorry, sorry. No, he's going to patch up the animal that I just shot and put food in my freezer. No, no, sorry. Uh-uh. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to gut that animal. I'm going to put it in my freezer. A week being a ghost, a Pegasus unicorn ghost, and I'm going to halt the crap out of you. That's what I'm going to do. I'm bringing Bambi with me. That's what I say. You should ask, what do you want to do for a job? Then what do you want to, what, what superpower would you have? <laughs> If you could do anything, <laughs> what would you do? well, maybe I took uh, maybe the, the literal out of it a little bit. You know, I think if we're getting literal, Jim's probably won that one. Maybe Jeff can get in a plane. I don't know. You seem to know people, Jeff. All good, but yeah, I can. I I can fly. I can't. I don't have my license, but I I could. If if push comes to shove, and we were in a plane, and there is a pilot failure, I could land the plane. Give me a boat. Like I'll drive that thing off the off the edge of the world. It's not Note flat, to self, but still. Fly with Jeff. <laughs> really quick follow-up question. If it had to be in the tech industry, 
but you had to change jobs for a week, what would you do? Oh, I, I, that's easy. I'd switch. I'd, I'd switch job with Sade. Oh, uh, CEO of Microsoft. Boom, I'm in. Give me a week as a CEO of Microsoft. I'd love it. That's fair. That'd be uh, a blast. That's a tough question. What would I do in tech for a week? Hmm. You, Jeff, you got anything? I don't know. I'm thinking the first thought that came to mind was uh, follow Elon Musk. I was going to say that too. Yeah. That just sounds like a bizarro nightmare. Well, I mean, so. So he's in SpaceX, and I, I've watched a three-hour interview with him where there was a guy who was talking space and walked around for three hours talking space and the tech and what they do. And, you know, I mean, he started PayPal, right? The guy knows his tech. He knows process. He knows how to build a spaceship. And the process that he was defining in that video was really incredible, how they add processes. Then they verify and check and make sure that they're actually needed. They verify and check to make sure that they're redundant. And if they aren't needed, like they're supposed to take away processes, Steve, see if everything will still run, right? They ended up doing that so many times that they actually found things that were in and part of a space shuttle or spaceship that were there for just no apparent reason, which is why they're able to make that heavy lifter so light compared to what their predecessors were. So it's just his thought process of how he, you know, adds and then removes and tests. I found it very unique. And so like his concepts and processes, I really like. And I think that, you know, following someone like that. But I can't help but think that Elon Musk, if you if you follow him around for a day without the camera, he's probably the guy to hold a banana and an apple and eat both at the same time and just do loads of really weird mm. things. You what know? would you do for a week in tech then, George? What's what's so, your answer? So what? If I was to if I had a week in in a job in tech, I think I would want something which was science combined with technology because oftentimes they don't come together too much if i could just work with a bunch of scientists and some true brains and just like help them figure out the things which just aren't intuitive to them which are intuitive to me and just help that process flow just completely revolutionize what they're doing so that they can use their great wonderful brains to build something that they wouldn't have been able to do due to bandwidth and time or overbearance of process That'd be fascinating. I'd love that. That'd be a lot of fun. What about you, Austin? I think I would go kind of basic, but I would probably want to be the head of analytics for like a professional baseball team. Some oh, sports that's industry. a good shout. I think that'd be that's something that's just the intersection of my probably my two biggest passions, like data and sports. I'll just mesh those two together, try to run an analytics department for the Braves or something. That'd be cool. Sports yeah. and stuff like that. So that's a good shout, Austin. I like that one. Yeah. If you had to pick an industry to work in forever, what would it be? What industry would you commit to 100% forever over any other industry? With the example being, no offense to anyone, but insurance is boring sports is fun you know i would choose that as an example i would choose racing sports like like i said i like formula one and microsoft and azure are doing some cool things with formula one so they're already like in that mindset of platform so that'd be really cool to work on some of that stuff but like real-time analytics like i think that's cool the streaming the data i also like the space program like i mean i think that would be cool to work in um you know and to look at all the data and analytics they have and pull that back and but that at certain point 
you can only probably go so far with that because you're limited in what's their building versus like the race car in Formula One. They're changing stuff every year, so it is different every time. And they have, and they take that analytics and do something with it like right away. They do something with how the car responds. They change it based on that. So if you find new metrics and new information and can figure out how the car is responding or reacting to the track based on a myriad of factors, they take and use that, right? Like, so they're using what would come out right away. Same thing with baseball stats and stuff like that. There's a lot of, um, you know, AI into that algorithms as far as like how players perform and stuff like that, that you could definitely utilize. I Mine's fairly easy. I think probably going to get made fun of for this, but I would choose retail just because I really like consumer behavior. Like I just enjoy it. That's exactly what my entire educational background was in is just retail analytics and like traditional analytics. So like, why are we buying what we buy? What can we bundle with certain items? Why can we, why do people click on ads, but not others? I'm just really fascinated with the intersection of human psychology and analytics. So I'd probably, I know it's messy. I know the data sucks. I know it's never a fun industry that anybody ever wants to work in, but from like an interest perspective, I would probably choose retail. I think the biggest challenge with that is you you may or may not have enough data to come to a definitive result of why something works here versus there. Like, like there's so many extraneous or you know other data. That's sets what makes it interesting. Well, no, absolutely, it does for sure. You know, to bring in, and so it's like an ever growing, ever changing thing, ever changing market, and it's it's really tough. Um, I know that Netflix actually has an algorithm based on what movies you click on it changes the images for the movie in order to determine and help you pick a, you know a different movie mm-hmm. or pick movies right like but the thumbnail does a an algorithm where yeah the thumbnail it does an algorithm deciding which thumbnails you actually click on and then it'll change the thumbnails of the other movies based on certain metrics from that one that you clicked on so that it helps you click on that's other cool ones. Yeah, I think there are a few leaders in yeah. this. Amazon is definitely a leader in that stuff. Facebook just messes it up and they're rubbish. But um, Netflix, they've always done a pretty good job. But what about you, Jim? What would you pick? Me, imagery. Imagery. Yep, because there's nothing. I, I I think there's nothing as cool as to have an algorithm to actually have a computer take a picture. It can learn from that picture, it can reproduce it, it can actually add on to it. Just as an example, the Rook Museum in um, Amsterdam has the Night Watch. There was a section of that painting that was cut off when it was uh, originally uh, moved, and they just spent some time refurbishing it and actually had an AI learn how to paint like Rembrandt and then actually did a digital representation of the swath of the painting that was not there, that was missing. Phenomenal. That type of deal, I would just love to just play in that all day long. That that that's, is that that's is one pretty of the cool. Coolest. I do like that. Is that is one of the coolest things. Yeah. It's like that's uh there's the Discord channel uh mid journey. You put in a description of what it is that you want to see. And then it goes out and it renders its interpretation of that picture and gives you a few different options. And then you get to focus in on one and then pick one or the other. Dolly, it's open API. It is incredible. It's, it's the same, same group that's doing chat GPT.
One thing that's interesting about the variables for like baseball, for example, is it's the only sport where the field dimensions change wherever every game. So every team has a different dimension of their their fence is a different length, it's a different height. So like soccer, football, basketball, hockey, the courts or the fields are always the same size. So with baseball, they that have like is not statistics. true for soccer. They are all different. Well, aren't they all the same length and the same width? Nope. Oh. No, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, in different in different series, I can understand that. But if they're all in the same league or same like championship, those are no, all like way the same. way more different. Actually, baseball, this is like, this is very no? this is pretty interesting. So how that actually is is certainly in the case of England now. These days, there is a set size and thing to, that you're supposed to aspire to. So new stadiums that get built generally come into the same guidelines in terms of size and all these other things. But, I mean, some of these stadiums are well over 100 years old. And yeah. where the field may have changed and the grass has been updated, the, the size hasn't necessarily done that because you can't move buildings to, to do something so easily. Yeah. Yeah, I don't follow soccer yeah. analytics as much. I was just curious because I know, like, baseball analytics, they have – park adjusted statistics now so players have different statistics based off of which ballpark they've played in yeah and the same thing with nf with with the you know american football you don't think that buffalo has a home field advantage in january sure or the packers in january yeah I, those are i mean those are huge huge nobody wants to come play in those fields mm-hmm. in, in, in those and i mean that was one of the big thing when minnesota took theirs off they lost a huge advantage and you know, you know, teams that play in domes, you're going to get farther kicked footballs for field goals. But it, you know, you get teams that are playing outside, you actually get a better accuracy. I think in general, I think anything to do with sports is fascinating. Live sports is such a great thing. I don't care if I'm going to see the ice hockey. I don't care if I'm going to go and see the football. I am going to enjoy that live sport, and I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Right, last question of the day. Just a quick one. Jim, what are you drinking? Oh, Angel Envy. Neat. Rye or standard? Um, standard bourbon. Standard bourbon. Have you tried the rye? I have not. Rye is a little, has too, bit, too much of a roughness to it, I think. Oh, I disagree. It's got great flavor. I'll have to try the rye. I think the rye is just a little bit too rough. The bourbons have the have the roughness sanded off the edges, I think. That's fair. Maybe a little bit smoother. That's fair. You enjoy that. That sounds tasty. Austin, what are you drinking tonight? New England IPA. Are we uh, are we allowed to say a brand or I don't have anyone in particular, just that style. I see so Sam Adam Adams in it then. Hmm. No, not quite. Fine. You asked. New England IPA for Austin. Jeff, what about yourself? What are you drinking tonight? So I recently came across a, a new ginger beer. Ooh. I don't know. I, I like ginger beers and, and to try those. And this one is called Betty Buzz. It's a new one. And it's a very light tasting uh, ginger beer. A lot of times they're really spicy. You know, the different ones. I think the one that I like the best is still a Bundaberg ginger beer. It's still my number one favorite out of Austria, Australia. But uh, this one is a very light one. And it's also made with uh, real sugar, raw sugar cane, which is nice. So it's, it's lighter than some of the ones with 
high fructose corn syrup. In nice. Them. Pretty decent. Good choice. Today, I am going to um, have a hot cup of tea. Uh, I can't remember the brand, but the tea itself is called Sleepy Time. <laughs> yeah, so tonight I am I am going to enjoy a nice hot cup of Sleepy Time tea. I love getting shat on for liking IPAs. Every single time I say that out loud, people just roll their eyes and laugh at me. It's like, IPAs, are good. I was just looking for a brand. Jeff came up yeah. with two. Jim came up with one. It's an IPA. It's 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 a. Hey, it doesn't matter. They all taste the same. Exactly. It, it's an it, IPA. If it looks like orange juice, it's probably good. That's really all I. Yeah, but this yeah. is a New England IPA. It's not an IPA, Jim. God. Yeah. yeah okay. It's a hostile environment. I don't appreciate this. <laughs> I yes, decided to get bullied. I think you did. So is that a sleepy time tea, a decaf yeah. tea? Sounds yeah, like there's a... no no green tea or black tea in that one. I think it's chamomile based. It's got cinnamon in it. Uh, Do you want to talk about lavender. it, George? It sounds like a personal thing. What's your favorite tea, there, George, Mister Britt? <sighs> well, it's the it's the standard black tea, isn't it? If you're asking me, what my I mean, with a bit of milk, no sugar. Oh. You, you like you like it? You like a brand or no? Well, I'm quite limited over here. I can get um, I got Tetley's up here because that's all I could really find. Left over for when my mum and dad were in town, but I still drink it um, instead of coffee sometimes. But I have a coffee machine, so it's boil kettle, make, or press button. Pressing button's a bit easier. So that's it. This is how we got here. From here on in, we're just going to throw out some fresh stuff and see what we come up with. We really do want your questions, though. I don't really care if it's ridiculous. I don't care if it's not completely serious. We want questions. We want pelters. We want feedback. So get in contact with us at Data at the Bar on Twitter or whatever it's called now, at Data at the Bar on LinkedIn. It's all pretty intuitive. Come and find us.